Backstage Pass Radio is now a global podcast heard in 70 countries around the world. Our newly formed partnership with Synad Outdoor has us seeing great traction in Texas and Louisiana. Since Synad's beginnings in 1964, this family-owned and operated advertising company has become the largest independently held billboard company in Texas today. Synad prides itself on unbeatable service and turnaround time. Let their experienced design team create the perfect advertisement to showcase your business. Contact Synad today at 713-861-6013. And also make sure to visit their website at www.synad.com and tell them Backstage Pass Radio sent you. Today I will chat with a singer-songwriter that has been performing since the ripe old age of 13. Hey people, it's Randy Halsey with Backstage Pass Radio, and I have a good one for you today. My guest is a Texan by way of Oklahoma. She released her first single when she was a teenager, has shared the stage with country legends, and was also a contestant on a very popular television singing contest. Go ahead and dial the sound in, and we'll chat with Bailey Ray when we come back. It's Bailey Ray coming to you from the great state of Oklahoma, and you're listening to Randy Holsey on Backstage Pass Radio. This is Backstage Pass Radio, the podcast that's designed for the music junkie with a thirst for musical knowledge. Hi, this is Adam Gordon, and I want to thank you all for joining us today. Make sure you like, subscribe, and turn alerts on for this and all upcoming podcasts. And now, here's your host of Backstage Pass Radio, Randy Halsey. Bailey, thank you so much for joining me. It's great to see you, and welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. This is going to be so much fun. I know. I think we've had this on the the schedule for a little while now, so it's finally come to fruition. And uh, I think I came to you by way of Instagram. I stumbled across you on Instagram and started listening to the music and I said, oh, I have to have Bailey on. So here we are. Oh, here we are. Yeah. Uh, Instagram is one of my favorite social media. Don't tell the other ones, but. (laughs) I know. And you know, and you know, what's interesting is I think from an artist's perspective, it, I think it seems to be the most popular for the musician, to be honest. Right. Would you agree TikTok. with that? Oh, I do, yeah. To some degree. Also, TikTok is like taking some of these artists that you would have had no idea right. who they were and then taking them to uh, record deals, to having them being signed. And it's wow. just, you know, some of the coolest stuff ever. But it's definitely changing. The world is changing at the moment. And I think it's definitely going to go more to the TikTok side of things, but I'm going to stick with all Instagram as long as I Well, you know, there's good and bad to all of them. Like, I mean, there's, I guess you can do, what do you call it? Um, Reels on, on Instagram. But, you know, once the snowball effect starts happening, like TikTok, you got to jump on that as an artist. Like I have a TikTok page. I do nothing with it. Like, because I'm not really, well, I mean, I guess I could do more to promote backstage pass radio, but 
I can see where the artists would really get on there and like play clips yeah. of songs and some of them, you know, do silly things. But, you know, it's it's really all about becoming a household name at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. Who's Bailey? Right. Oh, yeah. I know who she I is. Always, like I see her doing TikTok yeah. and all this other crazy stuff, walking the cat and the dog. And you know, who knows? Right. It's just all over the place. I had a, a musician friend tell me one of the smartest things that I've ever heard. It's more TikTok. He's pretty popular on TikTok. He's got some great followers and some likes and stuff. But he said it's more of like a Trojan horse situation where you have to like grab their attention by comedy or something completely different and then be like, well, bam, hey, I'm a musician. Listen right. to my songs. Yes. Just kind of like Trojan horse situation. Yes, that's a great um, analogy. But it was one of the smartest things that I that I heard in a while. And I was like, I'm going to have to use that. Yeah. But I, uh, I refer to myself as probably one of the oldest sold <laughs> at, at the age that I am. Sure. I uh, am just not a fan of TikTok, but I have to for, yeah. for what I do. Yeah. Um, it's just part of the game. It's a, it's a necessary so, evil for sure, right? It's a necessary evil. It's a necessary evil. evil. Yeah. I have about two videos on there. So if y'all want to <laughs> Okay, so you have, like, you have like three minutes worth of to- content that we can uh, go if see you have three, If you have three minutes of time <laughs> right? to spare, go watch the video. <laughs> well, the great thing about that for the listeners is... If the three minutes of video sucked, you don't have to waste a bunch more time of your life, exactly. right? <laughs> you watch the two videos exactly. and you move on, right? Yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm sure they're great. I'm only being <laughs> well, Randy right you. now. Never mind. Never mind, Randy. Well, oh, we uh, we we, we talked perfect. we talked a little bit about that earlier today about just kind of being old souls because you said, well, you know, we're having bad weather up in Southern Oklahoma, Northern Texas, and I, I'm not working. My I, my student canceled or some students canceled. And I said, well, you know, we could do this earlier because I like to be in bed by 830. <laughs> and you said, You're yeah, right, I get right. I get it. I get it. I'm young, but I'm an old soul too. I like to, I like to be in bed by nine. So when I'm not doing gigs, I am asleep at nine o'clock. How funny. (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm an early guy and it's weird because a lot of musicians are night owls and I, and I've never been the night owl. So it's really not uncommon for me to be in the studio that you see right now at at four 30, four 30 on a Saturday morning. I've done more before a lot of people wake up than they do all day, right? Because I'm up at 4.30 oh, yeah. and, you know, by 8 or 9 o'clock, I've already done like four and a half, five hours worth of stuff. And it's nice and quiet. And I don't know, there's something about oh, the, no. the evening, time, yeah. like late at night, my brain just wants to shut down. I'm just, my brain's not wired for the late night. Anyway, oh, so we, we talked a little bit pre-hitting the record button that you're coming to me by way of kind of Southern Oklahoma, right? Talk to the listeners a little bit about where you grew up and you, you also have a place in Texas. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I grew up in Southeast Oklahoma. It's a super, super tiny farm town called Roberta and it's about 15 miles Southeast of Durant, but I'm super, super close to the river. I can get to, to Texas in a, in a flash. But I, I teach, I'm a music teacher. I teach vocal lessons. I teach guitar lessons and all of that good stuff. I, I teach in Denison, Texas at a vocal studio right there in downtown Denison and I have a blast with those kids. But I, that's why I, I'm kind of I'm split between the two. Sure. <laughs> I live in southeast Oklahoma, but I, I okay. do most of my stuff in, in Texas and uh, and I work in, in Denison. So, OK, 
I was going to ask you, did you want to plug the studio where you are? I don't know if you want to do that or not, but if you're taking on, you yeah. know, people that you, you give voice and guitar to, uh, please feel, I mean, oh, this is your platform, right? Yeah. I, so I, uh, I grew up in a vocal studio, which we'll probably touch on that a little bit later. But I grew up in a vocal studio. I took vocal lessons and uh, I would not be where I am today without um, the help of the help of that vocal studio. The vocal studio is Shonda Rhimes Entertainment. And I have been teaching probably for about two years now. And uh, I have some I have some great kids and we're always looking for new ones to come on in. And we have like studio shows that we do sometimes on the weekends. Cool. And um, the kids have a lot of fun with it. So you're getting that learning experience. Plus, you're getting the community of the studio because we have a lot of kids. We have probably 40 kids between the three teachers. Um, So it's it's more of a. You learn and you come in every week and we have a vocal lesson or a guitar lesson and we have fun and we teach, but you also get the the sense of community with all the other girls and, and the boys and the, it's just a lot of fun. I have sure. a lot of fun doing it. And you mentioned that you teach voice and guitar, correct? I teach guitar and ukulele. I usually start, I have my six-year-olds, I start them on ukulele and then we move up to guitar and it's, it's a big deal for them to move yeah. up to guitar lessons and I teach a little bit of everything. You know what? I tried to learn fiddle to teach and that lasted about a day. <laughs> so <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was like, this is, this is it for me. Why, why, why is that? Why do, heart attacks. <laughs> why do you think you couldn't do it? Why, why? I don't know. Maybe I just don't have the patience now that I've uh, learned guitar. And that's like the, I like, I worked so hard on learning guitar. Okay. I, I just don't think I could add anything else. I was like, okay, that's, that's gonna be it for me. I'll be a guitar player. <laughs> right. That's okay. <laughs> now, did you formally, were you ever formally trained in voice or did the voice come natural to you? Like for, and the reason I asked that is because from the sixth grade through my senior year in high school, I was always in the choir, right? So I had that yeah. that background of proper technique, you know, from the diaphragm right. kind of thing, and yes. and, and learning that's a, music, that's what we teach. music right. theory, you know, learning a little bit about sight reading and things like that. Did you have the right. same background, or did you never have any formal training as a vocalist? So I started in in church with my mama. My mama could sing; she did all through high school, college, through her early adult years, like she just loved to sing. And so I, I found that love from her Okay. and she kind of handed me a microphone when I was probably about eight, okay. seven or eight yeah. in church. And so whenever I did find out that I did really like to sing, that's when I went to the vocal studio. I took lessons for probably eight years before okay. I decided, okay, I think I'm okay. And I think I can go teach now. Okay. So I actually still take vocal lessons whenever I feel like I need a tune up because not everyone's going to be perfect. And, sure. and sometimes you need a little bit of a tune up. So yeah, for sure. um, I kind of go and I learn something new every time I, I get paired with my teacher. Um, her name is Shonda. She's the, the owner of the vocal studio. I learn something new every time. So Something I didn't know. Well, you know, I was I was going to say eight years and there's still things you don't know. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's always room to learn. And I was going to say, if somebody right. that, that's as great a vocalist as you are needs a tune up. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't even know what I need. Right. <laughs> I probably need a whole bunch. Of oh, my goodness. Up. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, not true. Oh, but sometimes it's good just to, to go in and, and learn just a little bit more. And that way I can I can soak in that information and. uh 
and go teach it to my kids as well. Yeah. Well, I have to I have to put you on the spot and because I know you're going to let oh, your goodness, mom hear. Yeah, you should be, because I'm sure I'm you're going to give your mom the link to the show and say, Mom, you got to listen to my interview with Randy, I'm sure. So I'm going to ask the question <laughs> yeah, well, with your sure. with your mom listening. Who's the better singer, you or mom? Oh, mom, for sure. Yeah. She says, are you she, lying? Come on, she be says honest. That she retired. Okay. She said she retired right. because I started singing, but she still sings like an angel and, and she doesn't do it anymore. I don't think as much as she would like to, but she still sings like an angel. It's would, true. Would it, and I, I and I was be where I am. Sure. But would you, okay. I'm going to rephrase the question then. Would you say you're more of a technical singer than she is? Like, is she more of just the around the I house kind of singer? She probably does regret um, not taking vocal lessons because okay. she has an amazing voice. And that's something that I had that she mm. unfortunately didn't have. And so she wanted me to have that opportunity um, to get vocal lessons and be taught the way that, um, you know, that we should be taught um, yeah. how to sing properly and use all the correct things. So I was very fortunate that she did do that yeah. for me, but I'm sure if she could go back, she would take some vocal lessons. I'm sure I can promise you. And, and I, and I, and I'm going to go, out on a limb to say that you're too young to have kids and and to be married, right? I'm making that assumption, but but what I was going to say in all honesty is that your mom loves it that you were afforded that opportunity and just to hear you sing, she I promise you as a parent she could care less how great she sang, right? That's just the way we are as parents. Right. You always want your kid yeah. to be better than you, so to speak. And the, and the whole well, reason why awesome. I ask you about the um to put you on the spot about mom. It was really more tongue in cheek than anything, but I remember an interview years and years and years ago. And I don't know if you've ever heard of a famous guitarist by the name of Joe Bonamassa, but he's a famous blues player. That name sounds familiar. So he was a guitar prodigy back when he was 13 years old and he was doing this interview with somebody and his dad was a guitar player. That's kind of where he found the love and kind of fell in to the guitar, much like, you're singing, you know, you hear your mom, you were inspired by that. Mm-hmm. You pick it up and they ask him, they ask Joe, are you a better player than your dad? You know, now this guy's played all over the world with greats like Buddy Guy and B.B. King and all these guys. Right. And he kind of he's like he kind of dances like he's still a young kid. right? He's like 13 and he's kind of dancing around the question. He's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little better than my dad. He just didn't, <laughs> yeah. he didn't want to admit it, but you know, Hey, yeah. it is what it is. You know, some, sometimes you start like you and mom or, or Joe and his dad start at this level. And some people are just blessed with talent in certain areas and it just, it skyrockets and you never know right. who has that or, or what, but, um, yeah, she'll love the fact that, um, that you got all the voice lessons. She, and- yeah. Yeah. I think, I think she loved that. Um, she did a, like a, a duo with my aunt um, and they would go around and sing in classic country songs. One of their favorite ones to do was you ain't woman enough Loretta Lynn. And yeah. they would sing that together. Sure. And I was at a show in my mom's hometown. She actually grew up in Northern Nebraska. And so I was in my mom's hometown doing a show and my aunt was there and I made them come up <laughs> and sing you ain't awesome. woman enough yeah. with me. And it was, 
was the, they were mortified, but it was the funnest thing. But they I, did it, right? But I they, swear it was great. But they did yeah. it though, right? Yeah. Well, good for you for getting yep, them up did. there. For, yeah. Well, you <laughs> kind of speaking of growing up in Oklahoma, you talked about your mom singing. I think, I think you do come from a musical family, right? Is dad musical too? Or, or was it just mom so singing? dad, love my dad as, as much as my heart can give. He is not a musician. He cannot sing. I love him dearly. <laughs> <laughs> but he he grew up his side of the family. I come from a rodeo family is actually okay. what I came from. My dad was a saddle bronc rider. My granddad was in the rodeo. My great granddad was in the rodeo and they were all around cowboys. I'm sure you know what that means. Sure, but yeah. they were just all around cowboys. And, and I kind of got that side of dad's rodeo jeans. I love horses. I love being outdoors. I love um, I love being on a horse. I love doing all that. But I also love singing. And my mom comes from kind of a singing family. Um, okay. I have a few family members that do sing on her side, but it's a good mix of both. Yeah. So, so um, they're not, so it's safe to say that they're not instrumentalists. They're, you know, dad, dad sings, but he can't carry a tune in a bucket. Right. And mom's yes. mom yeah, is an angelic singer. singer. I always said that about my family. Uh, dad and my brother really didn't have much by way of musical talent, but they're certainly mm-hmm. talented in areas that like, I have no clue, you know, dad's really hand, my brother's more of the artist kind of guy, right? And I don't have those That's talents. Cool. So we all we all have our little yeah. forte, if you will. You've all got something, yeah. Sure. And was it yeah. so? So being cowboys and kind of coming from that rodeo family was was country always kind of the choice of genre around the house, or did it ever venture out to to rock or? R&B or anything like that. Talk to the listeners a little bit about what you kind of grew up on in the house. So I always laugh because I got in my dad's truck and you knew that it was going to be Chris Ledoux, (laughs) Don Williams, Merle Haggard. Like you knew what you were getting into. Dad's truck, Hank Williams, Jr., you know all the good stuff you got into mom's car. It was Aria Speedwagon. <laughs> she was CCR, a rock and roll fan. Like yeah. it was just everything. Sure. It was yeah. Kiss. My first concert awesome. was a Kiss and Death Leopard concert. Very cool. Because of my mom. So she just, she listened to all of it. She listened to country like my dad. But I think that I just loved it so much growing up. And I knew just by listening to it, it was just always kind of a, like, I just knew like yeah. something deep inside me was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I think I've tried to carry on what I've loved from the beginning, my traditional country roots, because I grew up on Merle Haggard. I grew up on Waylon Jennings. Like those were my favorite people growing up. And so I try to carry on traditional roots with my music as I progress, as I get older, sure. I still try to take that with me because that's what I grew up on. Okay. And um, I feel like there's a place for for that traditional country sound and Texas country music. Absolutely. I feel like Texas country is so wide right now, open with every kind yeah. of there's different branches of Texas yeah. country music. A lot so. of variations for sure. Yeah, I think there's a place for traditional country music and I'm hoping to just keep keep carrying that. Have you been thinking that you may need a little exercise in your daily routine while having a little fun doing it? I may have the solution. Hey, it's Randy Holsey here with Backstage Pass Radio. And about six months ago, I purchased an electric bike from Ecotrick and just thought about using it as a way to kind of get the blood flowing a few days a week. And to my surprise, I find myself on the bike just about every day. Not only am I getting a little exercise each day, but I'm also having a fun time seeing the neighborhood and maybe some areas that I probably would never have seen before I got the bike. 
Today, my family owns four of these EcoTrick bikes, and we're looking to add a few more soon. Make sure to check out the link in the description below for more details. It was. It would be cool. It would be cool though to hear a traditional country singer like yourself at some point in time release a single of something rock and roll. You know, because you grew you grew up on hearing cool. that. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. a vocalist of your caliber, you you could pull that off. Where maybe some others, are, you know, they're great singers, but maybe they can't. But that would be cool to do something a little more on the on the edgy side from you instead of that traditional, would be really right? Cool. Yeah. That would be super cool. I think that's the point I am. The point I'm at right now is trying to experiment with my sound, but still taking that traditional country roots. So maybe there's like, there's got to be a middleman somewhere of more of like the Texas country rock, but have fiddle with it. You know what I mean? And make it, there's got to be a middle somewhere. I'm still trying to find that middle. Yep. Yep. No, <laughs> Wherever I get it. it may lie. Well, well, and you're you're young. You'll you can experiment and and weave in and right. out of different. I mean genres and styles and all that, and mm-hmm. you'll figure it all out. I, I was going to say think, earlier yeah. when you were telling me about your dad being an all around cowboy, and we were then we started talking about what were you growing up listening to. The the first thing that came to mind was Chris Ledoux, right? And then you <laughs> right off the bat you said we were listening to Chris Ledoux and. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, what a greater statesman than Chris Ledoux, right. rodeo cowboy and musician. Like, you know, he lived both lives, right? My parents always laughed because I was probably the only four-year-old that knew Copenhagen, Copenhagen, <laughs> you know, um, but that's what I loved. I loved Chris Ledoux from, you know, the time I was three years old, getting in my dad's truck and sure. it's it just hearing dad's stories and then hearing the same stories kind of reflect on Chris's songs. Yes. I loved it. I loved yeah. every minute of it. And that's what I try to do in some of my songs. Cause dad tells me these stories of him on the road and him. He was, he was pretty dang good. He mm-hmm. rode in the PRCA for a long time. My uncle went to the NFR three time NFR qualifier, just good Cowboys. Right. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like to take some of their stories and see if I can place it in a song. Absolutely. Because I think that is some of the coolest like backstories of a song when they actually come from either you or a family member or yeah, Yeah, it's it's more authentic. So I I definitely try to take some of their stories. Now, some of them are too wild and crazy (laughs) for me to even try to deal with. Right. But you know, I still try to, to take every little bit of information I can from them because they're just great guys. And yeah, it just kind of has a reflection on my music, My, my music coming up. You're right. And it, and it is authentic. And I think people will connect with that authenticity. I, I don't badmouth artists at all because everybody has their own style. Everybody does their own thing. But yeah. there are some country artists that are way too twangy for me. And they really don't even talk like that. But they can sing that way. But to me, it's like I say, mm, I like the song, but it's just it's too much. It's not authentic. Yeah. It's not authentic country to me. And this is somebody coming from a non-country background. I was a rock and roll guy, right? Right. Um, right. So we pick up on things like that, much like, I guess, if you're not really a rock and roll singer and you you try to do that, then people detect that too. But I think that's cool that you can take dad's stories of the road and people Mm -hmm. that really pay attention to the lyrics and get inside the song, they'll pick up on that love and that authenticity from you and they'll connect with your music more, I think. 
I think that's that's what we're definitely trying to do because like I have I have an older sister, but growing up, she got the brunt of dad being gone a lot for for being gone at rodeos. And so I'm in the midst of trying to write a song about, you know, him being gone. We were trying to think of like daddy's little girl, daughter of the rodeo, something, you know, something different to, to kind of put a different spin on it yeah. because it's a cool story and I think people would love it. And there's so, yeah. there's a there's a place for it and I'm trying to figure out where that place is, like I said. But we'll get busy. <laughs> we want to hear yeah. it. Get yeah, busy. I know. We want to hear it. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Back at the end of the pandemic probably right at the tail end, I guess, you got into a pretty popular singing show on NBC. Talk about the show, right? Tell the listeners yeah. what the show was and how do you go about getting on to some type of show like like that, right? So I was, um, I was very, very fortunate. The show was The Voice. I was very fortunate that my vocal teacher, she's my vocal teacher, my mentor. It's actually my boss now. Um, like I said, her name is Shonda Rains, And she somehow, I have, still have no idea to this day how she got me a private interview, but she did. So I was very blessed to have a, a private interview with one of the casting directors. And um, the season was just a little bit different. I know... When you go audition the first time, you do your audition. They say, thank you so much. We will give you a call. And then you'll possibly be called back for executives. Um, this was smack dab in the middle of COVID. I don't think they were trying to fly people out back yeah. and forth. It was just too okay. dangerous. I actually got called about two weeks after my interview. And they said, okay, you're going to come to LA and you're going to do your blind audition song. So like I didn't come back for executives. I was just shoved on the stage. They were like, okay, oh, here okay. you go. I was very blessed, though, for this opportunity. Um, but when I got to L.A., it was crazy. It was, you know, during the pandemic, it was just it was a lot to take in. I was super young. I've grown from this experience, but it was a lot as a uh, 18, sure. 19 year old Bailey to take in. Yeah, right. So I went to L.A. They gave us vocal teachers. They gave us, um, you know, we had a great band to rehearse with. Everything was great. We got to practice our blind audition song. It was all fine and dandy. Get up on stage. John was the only team left, um, which is completely fine. I think I ended up where I needed to. He turned his chair around within like seconds of my song. It's still the biggest compliment I've ever gotten. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, I ended up on John Legend's team and um, was told from the get-go by Kelly and Blake. They were like, oh, you're going to be on Team Kelly. You're going to be on Team Blake. You're going to be. But John would never let me go. Yeah. So wow. oh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a very great compliment and a. Uh, it's still one of the best experiences that I've had. Um, I've grown a lot from that experience being so young and uh, LA in TV is a lot to take in at that age. So oh, it was, yeah. um, it was a big step for me, but I would not be where I am right now without that opportunity because it helped so much with social media numbers. It helped with oh, yeah. Spotify numbers. It helped with, it just got me a, a good fan base to start yeah. out with. And um, I had been, I've been doing this since I was, 13 years old. I've been playing gigs. I've been, I've been putting in the work and I've been doing what I love since the ripe age of 13. So it was good exposure for me to get the fans that I'd been needing since the age of 13. <laughs> so it just, it helped me a lot in that aspect, but I came home from LA top nine was super cool. The whole experience was great. Came home, started touring with my band and, uh, I finally put a band together. That was one of the steps that I needed to take for my career. Got some guys together and That's just cool. still doing the work today. Yeah. <laughs> it's been well, almost 
Well, I, I'm wondering if, if the and maybe it was because of the pandemic, like you said, I, I'm not sure. But, you know, when you look at shows like um, American Idol, you see 500 million people lined up outside that, that go into yes. to audition under normal conditions. Let's say take the pandemic out of the whole thing. Do you think the voice would have kind of been the same way or, or is it the same way or do you even know? Not that it even matters. I, think, I was just kind of curious if um, they had the same no, format. Yeah, and it's 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 good information for people who want to go and, and try out for, for this, um, for a TV show like that. I have auditioned for American Idol and left, I, this is horrible for me to say, kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, so I uh, decided not to go back, but it was a lot. It was a lot to kind of go through that day. It was a lot of hurry up and wait, which mm-hmm. is normal for any audition. But I got there, and this was probably maybe a month after I auditioned for The Voice, or before I auditioned for The Voice, a month before. Got there, and with so many people standing in those lines, and I had a wristband, which is one of the things that you can get if you have connections, and my vocal teacher had connections. Okay. So I had a wristband, still had to wait a little bit, but the amount of people there was insane. Right. It was lines and lines and lines and lines and lines. And um, so I went up with four other artists standing in a line. We did like 30 seconds of a song and they said, you're not what we're looking for today. Have a good day. And so it was like, it was, if you've ever herded cattle, it's kind of what it felt like. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it felt like it was herding cattle. So, yeah. um, and I know that's TV. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of the things that, that happens. But um, I think the voice is kind of similar. I, again, I had a private audition, but I think that it's just lines and lines of people yeah. um, waiting for I their turn. I think there's like, they do maybe do it different now because it's all online and like okay. virtual interviews and stuff, but okay. it's kind of the same thing. I believe, I think that's just TV in general. So yeah. if you, if you had to, in retrospect, if you had to, mm-hmm. if you got to do it all over again, not that you would, or you would want to, this right. is just a hypothetical scenario. Would you have wanted to wait until you were older to have the same experience? Do you think that would have been more impactful to you? Or are you glad you had it when you did? And that was just okay with you. I kind of go back and forth. I was actually just talking to my mom about this the other day because we were just kind of talking about like you were so young. Um, I I had no idea what like it sounds weird, but I had no idea what I was doing. I was 18 years old, 19 years old, didn't know what I was doing. Fresh out of high school, you know, trying to figure out what I need to do. But at the same time, I learned so much from that experience. And I grew to the person that I am today. So it's kind of, um, I go back and forth a lot, but I think that I would have liked to wait. Um, I would have liked, um, like maybe now. A couple of years like or whatever. Now, for, two yeah, years sure, later, yeah. you know, I feel like that I would have had some growth where I at least knew a little bit about what was, gonna, <laughs> well, what, what was going to happen. Yeah. And what blows my mind away is there's some kids that go on these shows that are like, and I don't, and I don't know the youngest age, but it seems like some of them are like, 15 or 16. I mean, it's just, it's really young. Maybe they're not that young, but I know I've seen some 16 year olds on American Idol and I'm like, yeah. some of you people haven't even reached puberty yet. Right. No. And you're, and you're literally, you're literally out in no man's land and Hollywood and yeah. you, you have to be overwhelmed. Like I would, at my age, I would be overwhelmed with all of that. Right. right? The 
person who won my season. His name was Carter Rubin, one of the sweetest kids I've ever met in my entire life. I think he was 13 or 14 when he won. And it absolutely blows my mind. That is so much as a 13 year old, but he is a, he's doing great now. He's thriving. Um, But it's a, that's a lot. It's a lot for for someone that young to take. And I think that that's the, the age limit is 13. Okay. 13 still. Yeah, yeah, but still that's super young. You're still wet behind the ears at that age. Hopefully, you know, don't even know how to drive. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Well, you were not only on John legend's team, but you also, I believe, got the chance to perform with him at a show in Oklahoma, right? Talk to the listeners about that. I did, that. Yeah. yes. Um, this was, I guess, October of, of 2021. That's been forever ago. Feels like it was yesterday, but it's been forever ago. But he was doing a tour and wanted to invite some of his past team members in their hometowns. Of course, Durant does not have anything as large as the BOK Center. So right. <laughs> he asked if I wanted to come to Tulsa and, uh, and do a duet with him. And I was absolutely in awe. And uh, we sang that Joe Cocker song, mm-hmm. Little Help for My Friends. Absolutely. One of the, the greatest times that I've had, that crowd was absolutely humongous. If you've ever been to the BOK Center in Tulsa, it's like, um, probably the size of Dickey's Arena, okay. if you've ever yeah. been there before sure. in okay. Fort Worth. Yeah. Humongous. Yeah. Absolutely humongous. Thought I was going to pass out as soon as I walked <laughs> Yeah, because he called, he, called he called you out on stage. Like he was, he kind of set he up did. the song and, and then introduced you and you come walking he out. Did. No pre- no pressure. You get like, you know, it's not yeah. like you just join the band on stage and you blend <laughs> no. in. It's like, hey, everybody, look, here she comes. Does anyone, <laughs> he asked, he's like, does anyone remember? And You're right. Like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yes. Stop no. it. Knock it off. Oh, no. So, so does, so does he call you personally and say, Hey, I'm playing this show. Would you like to come be a part of it? Or is it that old Hollywood mystique of my, my people, my I people actually, got in touch with right. your people kind yeah. of thing, right? Yes. I actually think he reached me by email. Okay. All right. Which is kind of a, a, a middleman, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. he just emailed me. Yeah. Like if I ever needed anything, I think that if I messaged him, because we, I, I messaged him on Instagram sometimes. So mm-hmm. if I ever really needed anything, I think he would help out. Oh, I'm sure. Because that's just the guy that he is. Yeah. And he's just a super sweet guy. So I think that if I ever needed anything, that he would definitely be be more than happy to to try to help as much Absolutely. as he could. So. Absolutely. And, and you know what I found out? I've, I've had some great local artists on my show. And I have had some Hall of Famers on my show. And what I've discovered over the past 67 episodes, some of those people that are four-time Hall of Famers, like I had Jimmy Fortune from the Statler Brothers on my show. He's literally a four-time Hall of Famer. I mean, it's like the guy next door, like you've lived next door to this guy all your life, right? And And I think a lot of people that don't get to sit down and talk to people like that don't think that they're people too, like they're human too. Right. So when we talk about John Legend, I'm I'm quite sure he's he's a nice enough guy, right? And yes. So. Yeah, he's just just a just a great guy, and it's that's always super super helpful when when they're like that. Just so you remember that you know they're Absolutely. normal people. I've always been told never meet your idols, but I've met mine. Mm-hmm. So far, no bad experiences. That's so good. that's good. Well, yeah. I think it's cool to point out that you finished in the top 10. That was in front of 40 plus thousand other vocalists. That's kudos yeah. to you. That's Thank that's you. that's an accolade in and of itself. I mean, that's awesome because I've Thank been in you. singing competitions where, you know, you're singing like in, 
within the choir. You know, you go back to that whole choir conversation, you go to a UIL competition and you're singing against four other schools, which there might be right. 20 or 30 singers at each school. So let's just call it 100 singers. Right. And yeah. you're not really competing against them, but just to know the impact of, of being around 100 singers, let alone 40 or 30 or 40, 50,000 people. That's, right. It's pretty intimidating to most people. And to place that high is super cool. Well, so, yeah, you. hats off to you. Awesome. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. And you have a single that was released not too long back. I think it was 2022. And I wanted yes. to share a clip of the song with our listeners. It's a song called of Oklahoma course. Girl. So let's mm -hmm. take a quick listen to that and then we'll come back and chat. Fair enough. Okay. All right, perfect. Cool. Well, I'll be doing 85 when I cross that old state line. I got my phone on the floor and I'm listening to the horses whine. And old Barney Five got a ticket in mind. Better start driving or I'll leave him behind. I'm an Oklahoma girl in a Texas boy state of mind. That's real pure country sound in there, Bailey. I love the song. Thank Great you. job on that. And it's like I have this vision when I listen to the song. I can just see a bunch of people on a dance floor cutting rug, right? Like, like that's that, that's <laughs> well, this vision you. that I have. Where where was the song cut? And um, who who did you work with on the recording? Yeah. So I uh, I work with Split Window Studios in in Denison, Texas. It's actually kind of funny. I work right across the street from them. <laughs> Super sweet guys though. Um, I highly recommend them. I'm going to give them a plug here that split window studios. They were just super easy guys to work with. This was, I think our first single to do with them, but not our first project. We had a lot of acoustic videos cause they do a lot of video. So like a lot of acoustic videos, like anything that I needed for, just harmony work like they were always there just sweet guys and um so this was our first single to do with them okay we were in the studio with them like last month so plugging some some new stuff possibly we'll talk coming about up. that don't get ahead of me yes. don't get ahead of me we'll okay. talk about the new I'm, stuff i'm rushing yeah. you yeah. sorry yeah this is my this is my show bailey you don't make know, the rules sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um but it was just a it's a fun project it was a really really Good. fun project my my band actually wasn't on this one. The Texas Country Music Hall of Fame band that was always on my stuff since my very first single in 2020. Um, they have played on all of my stuff. So they uh, they're some really cool guys. I don't know if you've ever heard of Milo Deering. I have not. He is he is the steel player for the Eagles. Okay. And so he he plays on all my stuff and he's part of the Hall of Fame band. And they're just really cool guys. So they are who play on this 
single, my band, like my traveling band will play on my next one. So I'm kind of excited to see the different sounds that we get, you know, Oklahoma girl versus what we, you know, get from the next one. But, um, this one was just a super fun, fun project. It's a fun song. It's just a, it's a good dancing one. So I I hope everyone likes it. If you do, go stream it. I dig it. it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And (laughs) you, you, so you talked about that a little bit earlier. You came off the voice and they said, you got to put a band together, right? Is the band that you have now, is this the original band that you put together or has there been a lineup change or is it complete attrition and it's everybody's brand brand new? So I, uh, I had auditions. This was like, as soon as I came off the voice, Okay, I had no idea what I was doing. Thank goodness for my mentors because I would be lost. Mm. Um, as soon as I came off the voice, um, I had auditions and I got some really cool guys, some super cool ones. And surprisingly they were from my area. It's hard to find good musicians in the Texoma area. There's a lot of them a lot that you can, they're just like not in the Texoma area. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but for what I was needing, it, they needed to be around me for van call for band rehearsal, just so it was easier for everyone. I got some really cool guys. And then we had a lineup change. We lost a guitar player. He went to school in Stillwater. We have a new guitar player, traditional country guy, one of the most countryest guitar players <laughs> ever heard in my life. So he fits in good. Um, but we, uh, we have a lot of fun. We do a lot of traveling together and it's good. It's always good when you can find guys that you mesh so well with because you're with them a lot more than you'd like to be. (laughs) No, exactly. And if you, if you don't mind plug the band, who are the players and where, where did you find these guys? Where are they from? So my drummer, his name is Ethan Adams and he's from Durant area. I actually used to dance with his sister. That's how I knew him. And then Alex Pitts is from Boswell. Oklahoma. No one knows where that is. Super, super tiny town. And then Tanner Young is my guitar player. And he, um, he actually has his own kind of solo career. He does a lot of, I don't know if you've heard, ever heard of old reds. Yeah. Um, Blake's place in Tishomingo. Yeah. He, he does old reds in Tishomingo a lot. Check this out. Hold on. Sitting right here on my chair. How ironic, right? <laughs> I was just in Nashville. Um, I was just showing Bailey. She mentioned Old Reds. And I was just in Nashville and I had a shirt in my studio here from Old Reds. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. I was just going to say that I was sitting in a in the airport in Nashville and ran into, there was a guy playing at Old Reds in the airport and his name is Dennis Drummond. And he was also... I think he was American Idol. Oh, that's cool. I'd have to. And anyway, I got to talking to him and asked him if he'd like to do a spot on the show. And he's like, yeah, get in touch with me. And I haven't reached out yet, but it was kind of interesting. You know, you said all reds and I had that shirt sitting right there next to me for like three weeks now. I haven't taken it up to my room yet. But anyway. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you were telling me about. Your, your drummer was who again? Mention his name one more time. My drummer was Ethan Adams. Okay. My bass player is Alex Pitts. And then my guitar player is Tanner Young. Okay. And so they're, they're great guys. And we have a lot of fun. We, I try to keep them as busy as I can. Sometimes in this climate, it's more of acoustic stuff. Yeah. Um, and, but I try to keep them as busy as I can and, and make sure they're they're It's worth, you know what I mean? It's Absolutely. worth us 
leaving Oklahoma and, and making the trip. And we've played some great venues and some very supportive venues who have been willing to get us in the door just so we can make a crowd there. Yeah. It's awesome when you can get venues who are eager to build with you. Mm-hmm. Um, like they'll have you on and then they'll have you on again and again because they want sure. you to build a crowd there and they want you to have a good experience. Absolutely. So it's great when you have venues like that. So that's been very helpful for us. Um, the past couple of years is trying to find those venues. Yep. We've, had, we've played some great venues. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely great venues. So, and we'll talk about some things that you have coming up, but I was going to, uh, oh, yeah. I was going to say you cut your first single, I think when you were 17 and I, if correct I me if I'm wrong, the song was called Never Been This Lonely. Am I correct there? Or yes, am I off base? Okay. Correct. All right. No, so since so since that release, you've, of, of course, gone on to record other great music, uh, including the single that we just listened to, Oklahoma Girl. But you've also shared the stage with some pretty big name artists as well. Talk to the listeners a little bit about some of the folks that you've had the opportunity to play with and was there any one of them that was very memorable for you, right? Is there one that yeah. stands out in your mind? Absolutely. So um, as I mentioned earlier, I am friends with the Texas Country Music Hall of Fame band, and they play for a lot of traditional country artists. Like I've gotten to sing with David Frizzell, which is super, super cool. Um, I've gotten to sing with Bill Anderson. I've gotten to sing with, you know, some of these amazing traditional country artists yeah. that I thought were only on my radio and it was just great to see them, you know, in person. But uh, the one that's probably been the most memorable, of course, I've opened for like Texas country artists like Jake Worthington and Flatline Calvary and some really cool names in Texas country. But as I've mentioned before, traditional country is where my heart lies. T.G. Shepard has been one of the greatest guys I think I've ever met. I was kind of lost when I came back from The Voice and he was my probably one of my biggest supporters through the whole entire voice experience. And uh, I came back and he was just so supportive. He was kind of telling me, you know, what roads to take, what to do, what shows to get on, you know, some of that kind of stuff that you're just in awe of listening to T.G. Shepard. Sure. So, what a, I was going to say, what a, like, what a great mentor, right? What a great mentor to <laughs> yeah, have. <laughs> and so he was just very, along with his wife, Kelly Lang, also Linda Davis. Okay. And her husband have been Lang Scott, if you know him as well, but they have just been, all of them have been big, like big supporters and just very sweet people that I've met along the way. I'm going to remember for my life, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just great people, but I've gotten to open for some pretty cool people. And I um, have sang for Randy Travis in his living room. Like that's probably one, it slips my mind all the time. And then I'll see him and be like, Remember that time that I sang in your living room? <laughs> like, remember that time? Yeah. It's just, it's really cool to kind of like look back at some of those memories. So, I had a local artist on my show uh, here. I don't remember what season uh, Jeff was in, but the artist by the name of Jeff Canada. And oh, yeah. uh, he's a big, he's a big Randy Travis fan. And he has a, uh, I may get this wrong. So if you're, if you're listening, Jeff, I, I think it's a, a Gibson. Love Dove is what he plays acoustically, right? And Randy Travis Mm -hmm. signed that. And he's so proud of that guitar. And I, you know, I don't blame him. I mean, I grew up listening to Randy Travis. He's a, he's a wonderful songwriter and wrote some really Mm -hmm. great songs over the years. You mentioned just a few minutes ago, you, you've made multiple references to 
the Texas Country Music Hall of Fame band, right? Mm-hmm. But I but I think it would not be fair to you if we didn't point out that you also re- received an accolade from the Texas Country Music Hall of Fame, and it was for I think this was what back in twenty one was it twenty one Young Artist of the Year, right? Well, thank you. Yeah, talk yes. to the listeners uh, about the accolade and what do accolades mean to Bailey Ray as a performer? Do you, do you love them? Do yeah. you hate them? Could you live without them? I mean, everybody has a different stance. What's yours? And then talk about the, the Young Artist of the Year Award. Um, the, the Texas Country Music Hall of Fame band is in Carthage. Um, the award that I received was actually in Fort Worth with the Texas Country Music Association. Okay. So kind of different things. Okay. But Thank you for educating me on that. Sure. Well, no, you're completely fine. Um, but they have been great supporters of me. Texas Country, and it's good when you can find a place where you feel kind of at home. And that's what the Texas Country Music Association has done for me. Just kind of kind of given me a, a place to be, I guess. Um, okay. All of these Texas country artists kind of come to the awards ceremony. It's usually in like November, but I was very lucky to be 2021 Young young Artist of the Year. It's all by votes, which Mm -hmm. is um, really, really cool. But when you get up on that stage, you're like heart is pounding so much (laughs) and you forget what you're about to say. And very heartwarming to see, um, number one, a whole community of Texas country artists come together to support other Texas country artists because that's why we're there. But to see my fans and my friends and family get together and and vote so I can so I can be named. Yeah. You know, I can have one of those awards was absolutely, absolutely heartwarming. And it just kind of shows the community that I've kind of been been sucked into uh, within the next, within the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I'm very blessed for the people that I have good. surrounding me, and um, they really showed up because I I was very blessed for that award. So yeah. it's very heartwarming to see, though, for sure. It's funny. I'm sure we all, to a certain degree, wonder when something like that drops. Who's going to show up for us? Like, am I going to have oh, no friends sure. or am I going to have 10 for million sure. friends? Like you never, you never know what the response is going to be. And it's, yeah, it, that can be stressful in and of itself. It's like, gee, is anybody going to vote for me? Right. And it's kind of I a scary that, thing, right? It, you know? That's one of the most stressful sure. situations yeah, you can I can put see, yourself yeah. in because your, your fans, your family, your friends really have to show up for you. I've tried to be wise on what situations I put myself in like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been very blessed over the years to have them kind of come together. Not really like it's not a community. I don't want to say that because that kind of sounds like a cult, like the Bailey Ray cult, you know, <laughs> um, but that's not what it is. I promise. So um, as long as you don't move to blessed. Waco, you'll be OK. It's like, exactly. You know, yeah. yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I didn't plan on it anyway. We yeah. just stopped there just for in West for kolaches and then okay. we go home. So, <laughs> right. yeah, that's, that's all we stop in Waco. For. Sure. I've just been very blessed over the years to have have people support me like that. And I, I think that's one of the things that I wanted to cover today is just how blessed that I am to, to have people like that in my life and in the fans that I've kind of, they're just tagging along with me yeah. through, through this whole experience and me trying to figure everything out. So, well, I can see why, I mean, you're, you're very sweet, you're personable, you're talented, well, and I you. can see why people would want to attach to that. Right. I mean, that's, that's an easy decision for people, I would think. Well, so so you. stay humble, right? That. Because I think that'll 
that'll be a, a great thing for you. What's coming up by way of new music yeah. or tour that you can talk about? Like, I, I think you wanted to talk about that earlier. And I said, no, Bailey, you're not talking about that right no, now. We're going to yeah, talk about that when I'm ready not. to talk about it. <laughs> so tell us all about it. I'm excited to hear because yeah. I know I don't want to get ahead of you either, but um, I think you've got a show down here in my neck of the woods that I'm excited to hear about. So yeah. go ahead. Tell um, the listeners. Um, I about am something. just, I'm super excited for what's to come this 2023, you know, year, whatever it may, wherever it may take me. <laughs> but uh, I've been in the studio recently. I can't really say much, That's but fine. I will be getting in the studio again Good. <laughs> pretty soon. So just, I think the one thing that I wanted to mention was just be looking out. Yeah. Because okay. We'll probably make an announcement pretty soon um, within the next few weeks, month, hopefully, Good. Um, if everything goes as planned. But it can all change in the blink of an eye. So yeah. <laughs> you never know, yeah. honestly. But we're super excited to be back in the studio. And, and then for shows, like tour-wise, this weekend I'll be in Tulsa, which the next few weekends I'll be in Tulsa. But I'm doing some really cool things. Like there's a PBR event in, in Tulsa that I'm going to sing the National Anthem at. Oklahoma City Thunder has asked me to oh, cool. sing yeah. the National Anthem for them, which is really cool to me. But I have a I have a band gig in, uh, in Fort Worth rhinestone saloon on february 18th um i'm opening up for josh ward march 9th which is super cool that's like one of my favorite artists in texas country right now we're doing rodeo austin and hopefully rodeo houston prayers on 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 rodeo houston we're going to try to get it this year but that's been one of our fingers crossed venues so yeah but I will actually be coming that way towards you guys um, pretty soon. I'm going to have to look at the dates because I think it was. I can tell you the date. It's February. It's February 23rd. So for the listeners in the Houston and Cyprus and Thank surrounding you. Houston area, Bailey will yeah. be at the Rustic Post Oak on February the 23rd. That's a Thursday. So. I sure will. Yeah. So if you guys can get out there and support, that would be great. I'm going to pack this white guitar behind me that Bailey can see and show up and I'm going to force her to sign that guitar while I'm there. So. There will be no forcing. I would love to do it. <laughs> yeah, so I would love to. I'd like to see all the Houston people out in full force Heck to, yeah, to support awesome. a great artist here for sure. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited to, to be back in Post Oak, but um, we've got some super cool things coming up. And this summer, we're hoping to get a, um, I'm hoping to do a, like a Texas, Colorado, Wyoming tour. Okay. And uh, I'll end with, with Cheyenne Frontier Days, which will be super cool. That's been one of my bucket list things. Coming from a rodeo family, having a rodeo dad, that's uh, it's going to be super cool. So I'm super excited about that. But yeah, we're just, we're trying to just be wherever we can, wherever that will take us. Absolutely. <laughs> wherever will take us yep, and yep. Um, pushing, I guess, pushing for us and just having a great time while we're at it so absolutely where can the listeners find bailey ray on social media so social media i have facebook instagram twitter tiktok if you want to go watch my two videos that i have (laughs) take three minutes out of your life um but it's all bailey ray music and that's r-a-e music um some people put a y it's okay i'll forgive you but it's uh, also, I have a website at bailoraymusic.com. It's got all my bands in town stuff and, and just where you can find me next. And it's got Spotify links and Apple Music links and YouTube links from, okay. you know, when I was like 13. You can go watch some funny videos right. of me playing, trying to play guitar when I was 13. So 
Well, I, I bet t- those are still somewhere deep down in there. <laughs> I'll have to. Yeah, for sure. And I'll, and I'm definitely, I have not seen the tick, the two TikTok videos, but I promise you that, <laughs> that before tomorrow, this time tomorrow, I will have watched both of those videos. Good. So Good. yeah, I need so you will have, you will have at least two more views on your TikTok yeah. channel. Okay. Yes. That I can promise you. <laughs> I wanted to ask you one last question. And I like to ask this of the artist because I really I like to understand the mindset. But what is Bailey Ray's definition of success? What what do you think it means if you're successful? What does that success look like to you? I uh, I get this question a lot, and uh, it seems to change sometimes for me because being in this business is not for the faint of heart at all. It's trial and error. It's yes and no's. And it's just a lot. Sometimes it's a lot of confusion and you sit down and you're like, do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? Like what's, what's going to happen with me? So I kind of go through phases for me right now, success to me, for me being like, if I want to say, yeah, I'm successful, that would mean absolutely doing what I love, making money while doing it. That is just like the definition of success for me. Um, If I can play what I want to play. If I can sing my songs, have people listen to them. Maybe it's not Carrie Underwood's fan base, but if I have some people listen to my my heart and soul poured out into these songs, um, if people come to the shows, whether it's a hundred people, whether it's three people in the crowd, if people are showing up for me, if people are listening to my music, doesn't matter the amount. Um, and I'm doing what I love and I'm, making money is just like a, just a little plus, um, that is success for me. I used to be like success is Miranda Lambert. Mm -hmm. I want to be Miranda Lambert. That is successful to me. And that's still a version of success for someone. And I understand that, but for where I am in my life right now and how just grateful I am that I was blessed with a voice Mm -hmm. to at least is not like super unappealing to people's ears. Right. You just kind of have to run with it. You know what I mean? No, Um, I I do. I was going to say that the money certainly is a byproduct of what you do. We all need money to pay the bills and the mortgage and all of that good stuff. You kind of said it best, you know, just playing for people, have have people wanting to hear your stories, your three and a half minute Mm -hmm. stories, touching people, you know, letting people connect to to your music. And, and I like to hear the different responses from the artist. Every one of them says it in a different word, but it all comes yeah. back to, I just want to do what I love and what touches people yeah. at the end of the day. And everybody just says it in their own words. So I, I was just right. curious where kind of where your head was at. No, that's a, that's a great question too, because sometimes it changes just because it's like, it can be frustrating sometimes this business. So I'm very glad you asked me that today because I needed to be reminded of why I love sure. it so much. Sure. And, uh, just be like you said, being able to touch someone through a song is just absolutely incredible. And there's no words that can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just when words fail, music speaks. I love that, that quote. So yeah. it's a good way of life. Yep. I guess I can say. So, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Bailey, listen, I, I wanted to thank you so much for the chat. You, you've been a joy and I want to well, wish you continued you. success with shows and the music. And I uh, I will see you in the Houston area soon. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll have a pen in hand and uh, I'm going to make you right. So as uh, always, yeah. I, I ask yes. the listeners <laughs> to uh, like, share and subscribe to the podcast. Also, make sure to follow 
uh, Bailey on all of her social media outlets, including her website at Bailey Ray, that's R-A-E, music.com. And make sure to get out and support her in whatever city she's in, but more so, especially in that Houston show that I spoke of. So yeah. Um, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing you there. Uh, again, I'll remind the listeners that you can find the show on Facebook at Backstage Pass Radio Podcast, on Instagram at Backstage Pass Radio, and on the website at BackstagePassRadio.com. Thank you guys for tuning in, and remember to take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll see you right back here on the next episode of Backstage Pass Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Backstage Pass Radio. Make sure to follow Randy on Facebook and Instagram at Randy Halsey Music and on Twitter at R Halsey Music. Also make sure to like, subscribe, and turn on alerts for upcoming podcasts. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to share the link with a friend and tell them Backstage Pass Radio is the best show on the web for everything music. We'll see you next time right here on Backstage Pass Radio.